Welcome to WFYI FM Radio, the home of the smooth, soulful sounds, where we're spinning stacks of wax for you while you work or just go about your day. This is your beat bringing buddy, DJ AA, and you're in for a real treat for the next hour or so. Get ready to set the record straight and learn lots of exciting English in today's session. Join me as we venture into the unbelievable world of vinyl on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. And welcome to another exciting edition of FYI, your topic-based show where you learn about everything and anything under the sun. And today we're going to learn about one of my favorite topics ever. You guessed it. We're going to take a look at records, LPs, vinyls, call them whatever you will, but they're back and they're bigger than ever, as we'll see later on in today's show. Also, a quick reminder, guys, if you haven't rated the show, go on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Every little bit helps, and as you guys know, this show is self-produced. I don't have a big production team or a marketing team. It is yours truly at the helm. Also, if you have ideas for upcoming episodes, drop me a line. I'd love to hear your ideas for future episodes. And I can't believe it, folks. We are nearing the end of the fifth season. And this was a show that started in my daughter's bedroom during a very difficult time in everybody's life. And the good thing is... I think the show and you, the FYIers, we have continued to grow and evolve together. And that is magic. That is absolutely beautiful. So thank you, thank you, thank you for learning, laughing, and growing with me year after year, season after season, episode after episode. Thank you, FYIers. And if you guys want to get more content every week, and I know many of you have told me, I'm hungry for more. I get it. Once you're into something, you really get into it. I'm exactly the same. Well, you can get bonus content every single week, including an extra episode. Like in today's extra episode, we're going to look at all the idiomatic expressions related to records and the like. We'll also take a look at a lot of fun facts as well. Plus, you can also have PDF documents where you can follow along with all the vocabulary. And if you're in my super-duper level, will you get a weekly class with me where we go over the key elements of each episode. Plus, we have a blast. I really look forward to our weekly classes. And if you're an interstellar student, well, then you get all of that stuff plus a private class with me every month where we can gauge your progress. So I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. 
A shout out to my super duper students, Lina, Javier, Paco, Roberto, Jose Maria, and Mila. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Isa, Paco, David, and Edgar. If you want to join our curious community, then go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. We're expecting you. Plus, if it's not for you, I have no problem refunding your money whatsoever. So really, you've got nothing to lose. If you want a free sample, reach out to me on social media and I'll send you a free sample of all the content you're missing out on. More information at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Now, let's take a look at our intro, which is usually chock full of great vocabulary. I started off by saying, welcome to WFYI Radio. For some reason, I feel like all the radio stations in the United States start with W. Then I said, this is the home of the smooth, soulful sounds, where we're spinning stacks of wax. So smooth is relaxing, soulful, you know, from the kind of music, soul, and to spin is to play records. It's what the DJ does. I know you say in Spanish, pinchar, but we don't say that. If we wanted to say, ¿Quién está pinchando esta noche? We would say, who's spinning tonight? Actually, it's a false friend, because if you say, who's pinching tonight? You're asking, who's pellizcando? So careful with those false friends. They're everywhere. So we're spinning stacks of wax. Well, wax was another more antiquated way of calling records. And stacks are piles. So it rhymes. Stacks of wax. While you work or just go about your day. And to go about your day is just doing your thing. Then I said, this is your beat bringing buddy. And the beat is the most important part of any song. It reminds me of the idiomatic expression, you never miss a beat. No te pierdes ni un compás. It means no te pierdes ni una. Estás a todo. See, we're already looking at some juicy idiomatic expressions. Then I said, you're in for a real treat. A real treat means a real surprise. Get ready to set the record straight. And yet another idiomatic expression. And to set the record straight is to correct a false account. So somebody says, Alberto, you threw a rock at that window. And I say, no, no, I didn't throw a rock at the window. Just ask that guy. He's a witness. He's a passerby. And that guy will set the record straight. Aclarar las cosas. Aclarar el asunto, you would say. It reminds me of a really cool Beastie Boys song where they say, It's time to set the record straight. For any Beastie Boy fans in the house. But it just goes to show you can learn tons of idiomatic expressions and structure from music. I guess that's why I end up singing in every single episode. Also, I like singing. I'm not the greatest singer in the world, nowhere near it, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. And I guess you can apply that to your English. You don't have to be the best English speaker in the world. I don't even think that exists. So our goal is not perfection. It's to look good doing it and have fun in the process. 
And if we learn a little bit every day, then we're on the right track. Hey, there's another word that has to do with music. A track is una pista. All right, now I'm losing track. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. I'll stop with the corny jokes. Let's take a look at the etymology of the word vinyl. The real name of vinyl is polyvinyl chloride, or PVC. It's very common to see pipes made out of this. And the name has something to do with wine. What? Wine? Well, think about it. Vinyl, vinilo. So let's see. You guys are smart. Why did they name it after wine? The reason is because it belongs to the vinyl or ethanol chemical group. And that chemical formula is very close to that of ethylene, which, when mixed with water, gives you ethanol or drinking alcohol. So yes, vinyl got its name from wine. And wine is where it all started. That was the first episode of FYI. I'll never forget it. And now we're going into the sixth season. Again, thank you guys. I am blown away. And the guy who gave this substance its name, vinyl, was a German chemist named Hermann Kolbe. And this was in 1851. But initially, records were not made of vinyl, as we'll see. Many predecessors had to come before, as with everything we look at. But why did we end up with vinyl? Why do they still use vinyl to this day? Well, first, it's easily obtained and it's relatively cheap. It's also strong and resistant to moisture and liquids. Now, of course, if you put it in battery acid, it's going to corrode. But it's relatively easy to decompose, too, which is another plus. And another thing, which is more of an aesthetic thing, it's easy to produce transparent and different colors of vinyl, although black is usually the preferred color. All right, here's another question for you. Why are most records black? There are a couple reasons. Firstly... Colored ones or transparent ones are more sensitive than ordinary black ones because they have to use these special manufacturing techniques and then it causes it to wear out faster. And to wear out is desgastarse. So if you're looking for the creme de la creme, you gotta go with black. Plus, something I hadn't thought of before, what is a record's biggest enemy? Dust. And it's a lot easier to see dust on a black record than on a colorful or transparent record. Believe me, I know. And I'll tell you all about my record collection, which is extremely special because it was handed down. Legado. But I'll tell you all about that in the bonus episode. And as we know, on a record, you'll also find grooves. And grooves are the holes where they punch in those little, little dents, those peaks and valleys, if you will, that ultimately tell the needle what music to make. And as we know, it's a very sensitive process. If the record player isn't on a flat surface, it's not going to sound good. If there's a little bit of dust on the record, it could skip. So they're very sensitive. But where did it all start? As I said before, they didn't even start as vinyl. The early records were made of shellac. But for many reasons, and many that I said before, they decided to go with vinyl in the end. 
but the origins of vinyl records can be traced back to the late 1800s. And that's when the idea of playing a flat disc was first introduced. And of course, that flat disc was playing recorded sound. And who invented that contraption? Did you say Thomas Alva Edison? Because a lot of times people say the phonograph, the predecessor to the record player. Yes, but there was a guy who beat him to the punch, que llegó antes. And this was a guy, a Frenchman named Edouard Leon Scott de Martinville. He invented something called the phonograph, and this was on March 25th, 1857, around 20 years before Edison's phonograph. So the idea of recording sound has been in the minds of man since the beginning, or at least the late 1800s. The first vinyl record was introduced in 1948, and that was thanks to the invention by Emil Berliner, a German-born American inventor. And in the late 19th century, his invention revolutionized the way we listen to music. And as I said earlier, those discs were made of shellac. Shellac in Spanish is goma laca. It's like a kind of varnish. And initially, they spun at 78 RPMs, revolutions per minute. And before that, they recorded music on a cylinder. So this was the first time that it was a flat, disc-shaped object. And then it wasn't until around the mid-30s that vinyl records became the format of choice. And that was their first boom. And what's the deal with these RPMs, these revolutions or rotations per minute? Well, there's a kind of hoax going around on the internet that if you take 33 plus 45, it equals 78. But really, there's no mathematical link. The shellac records were spinning at 78 revolutions per minute because a German scientist, the guy who we just talked about, succeeded in reproducing a record at that speed. So it wasn't that he decided 78 is the perfect speed. He said, well, 78 is where I can hear something. So 78 it is. It's not like he had a preference for that number. And then you got your 33 and a third revolutions per minute. And that was in the 1930s. And then you got your 45 RPMs. And back then, that speed was more favorable for singles. They weren't into full albums yet. However, classical music lovers, they preferred the 33 and a third RPMs because they could listen to entire symphonies without having to constantly get up and change the records or flip them. So what does all this mean? What's better, 45 or 33 and a third? or 33 as they just call it. Well, 45 obviously travels faster, and that means that more waveform definitions can exist on the record surface. In other words, there are more bumps and grooves created, which translates into better audio quality. So if you're looking for better audio quality, you want 45 RPMs. I'm sure I don't have to tell most of you that 
after this popularity of records, dark days were ahead for vinyl, for records. In 1982, the CD was introduced, and before that, the cassette. But the cassette and the record were working hand in hand. It wasn't until digital music came along that it really dethroned records. And I'll never forget that, the CDs. Oh, man, my first CD was Nirvana, never mind. And in the bonus part, I'm going to tell you what my first record was as well. But just to give you an idea, the first CD was introduced in 1982. Well, CDs didn't surpass vinyl in sales numbers until 1986. So CDs didn't catch on or replace vinyl immediately. It took around four years for CDs to start to dominate the market. And at that time, both CD sales and album sales were going up. But as we know, CDs won that war. But not for long. There's something that's happening now and we're living in it right now as we speak and it's called the Vinyl Revival. I like the sound of it. And it's so big, it's even got its own Wikipedia page. And according to this Wikipedia page, because you always have to trust Wikipedia, in 2007, vinyl sales made a sudden, small increase. But this was enough to start the comeback, la remontada. And by the early 2010s, it was growing at a very quick rate. The crazy thing is that a lot of vinyl factories were out of business or they fired or laid off a lot of their staff because there was no demand. And now a lot of companies are having to reopen, to make bigger factories, to hire more people because there's a nonstop demand for vinyl now. And it's growing every day. The other day I bought a record. It was one I really wanted and it cost me 40 euros. Okay, I normally don't spend money on records, but it was one I really wanted. And I'll tell you what listening to records is like if you don't listen to them. Listening to records is about choosing your mood. Because when you listen to a playlist or a song, you're always skipping around. In fact, a lot of times you don't even finish the song. Bonista, no, turn, put this one on next. So you can't even finish the song you're listening to. But with a record, as I said, you don't want to get up 25 times. So you decide what kind of mood you want to be in. What kind of genre you want to listen to. And you make a conscious decision of what world you want to enter. And then you go and you pick it up. You pick up this tangible thing and you hold it in your hand and you can smell it and you open it up and there are lyrics and there's artwork. And now you're interacting with something and not a digital thing, not a bunch of ones and zeros. It's a very visceral experience. And it's very on purpose. You choose what you want to listen to. It's not random. And also the way you treat the albums. I handle them with care. I dust them off when I take them out. I have them in these protective cases. So I get why there's a comeback. It's because people want to go back to the whole experience of listening to music. But really listening to music, not just skipping around or doing other things, but really letting the music consume you. I remember when I was a kid, what are your hobbies? Listening to music with my friends. 
And that's a hobby that seems like it's gone away. But I believe records could bring that back. And all you have to do is just look at the numbers. In many, many places now, vinyl is outselling any other kind of music. Obviously, cassettes, but CDs too, which still sell, by the way. There are people who collect CDs. But the clear winner now is records. They're breaking records. <laughs> okay, I said I was going to stop with the corny jokes, but I can't help it. So as I said, they're back and bigger than ever. They call it the Vinyl Revival. And in the year 2020, that was the year where vinyl outsold CDs. In the year 2022, Taylor Swift's album Midnight's became the first major album release to have its vinyl sales outsell CD sales since 1987. And that's for one individual artist. By January 2023, it had moved over a million vinyl LPs in the U.S. alone. The only 21st century album to do so. And if you look at the charts, the numbers are just going up year after year. I'm not telling you to jump on the bandwagon, but if you're a real music lover, then you will love the experience of listening to records. And now you're seeing more and more record shops popping up all over the place. Big box stores are selling records as well. I like to get them at the little mom and pop shops. But sometimes when I want a specific one, I go to a place like Corte Inglés and I, I can get many records. So they are alive and kicking. There's even an annual worldwide record store day where you can stop by your local record shop. And there's no denying the nostalgic element as well. So, let's end this debate once and for all. What's better then, vinyl or digital? Well, they say that records have a warm sound, and it's true, they have a very warm sound. Also, the sound of that needle, too, that really gives it a certain mystique. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, yeah, vinyl's better. The audio quality is better. Not necessarily. Everything in context, guys. If you're playing vinyl on some really crappy speakers with a bad amplifier, it's not going to sound good. The same way if you play a song on your MP3 player from your phone speaker... I don't care what quality that song is, it's not going to sound the same. So really, it's about the individual. If you listen to CDs on an amazing sound system with crystal clear speakers, sure, the CD is going to catch some of those tones that those records can't catch. But how many people listen to their digital music the way it should be listened to. So I guess that's another thing. It forces you to really get into the hobby, the love of listening to music. And I'm going to tell you more about my collection. We're going to look at fun facts. We'll look at the most expensive record ever sold and so much more. So I sure hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of this week's FYI.